What's up, everyone? Yo. Hey, was just telling me, do you want to tell me about your basement issues? Yeah, I mean, my life has just kind of generally uh, been a shit show for like, I don't even know how long. I mean, it's fine. It's all good. We've happy and healthy, you know, over here. So can't really complain. But uh, yeah, my basement flooded um, last week. And is it alarming sea level rise or no god it's honestly so ridiculous and and uh, like retarded is honestly like extremely applicable here but I had some friends over last week for like a like a little studio sesh I guess and um one of my friends was just like tweaking the fuck out and like trying to like rearrange my whole shit to like get the lighting perfect. And, uh, and I think he must've unplugged our sump pump. And so it rained a couple days later and then, yeah. So brutal. And yeah, that's where my studio is. That's where my gym is. So it was a big old mess. Your what pump? sump pump um i don't they must have those in in uh in new york area right do you have a basement in your place no we're on a okay we're like up on like a cliff uh Uh, oh wow cliffside manor yeah i don't know if they could dig into that and i think when people when it floods here um people just drown um (laughs) last time there was a big flood um everyone i knew with basement apartments uh it flooded and like 38 people died no one i knew personally died but many people many people i knew uh so i think in new york they're just like "Eh," you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know what the deal is but basically it's like i think they basically they dig like a pit underneath your house or something and then like anytime it rains the water goes into there instead of like into your house and the sump pump pumps it out like away from the house. Were you guys doing doing drugs or was it just like, I, this dude, I think must've been. Um, and, uh, so he had, he, he, he is known for, uh, certain, um, you know, in in insufflating certain powders. Do I so, know these people or no? Uh, I don't think you know them. Oh, okay. I don't think you know them. You were having like a dance, a dance party? No, like I had got this drum machine for Christmas. So I was like, I wanted to like kind of sesh with it in my studio and um, invited some other like music friends over. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So these, yeah, I mean, these music people, man, they're animals. Yeah. Ugh, I thought your wife was pissed. She was actually pretty cool about it. She she said she was just glad that it wasn't her fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess 
I guess that's true. So what do you, I mean, are you guys, are you going to like, I don't even know. It doesn't seem like something you would do, but are you going to like ask him to like pay for some of it or just. No, no, man. I'm not going to do that, but. I didn't think that was your vibe, but. Um, Well, that's sad. I mean, you do have a nice, a nice chill setup down there. Yeah. So I um, I feel like your kids are too little to even like get down there so it's no i know it's my zone it's my zone so that was it was it was a pretty bummer the first day i was just shocked and couldn't really and was just trying to deal with like getting the water out of there the the second day it hit me and i was pretty bummed Um, but we're we're using it as an opportunity to build back better you know so yeah, get some like yeah. <laughs> I would like yeah to start doing sort of a finished ba- basement vibe, you know. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that because I like, dude. I love my like, it's I call it my Russian prison gym, you know. And then- it is pretty sparse down there. I think a lot of uh, our Twitter followers would would like the vibe. <laughs> I guess now I have to call it my Ukrainian prison gym. But um, no, 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 no. It's still Russia. I mean, Ukraine is basically part of Russia. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I know people don't like you to say that, but I still think of all those countries as like the USSR, you know? Yeah. Post-Soviet states. Yeah. They're all made up. Yeah. my well that sucks i'm sorry that happened but i'm glad it's not you know yeah damaged your place or whatever right and uh so now i've got my my vape pen and i cracked open a fake beer and uh we're ready to rock and roll that's been my latest cope is like fake beer like non-alcoholic beer so. I don't drink any of that stuff. Like everyone's like, oh, like when you go out, uh, you know, and you're not drinking, do you get like uh, just like a seltzer with lime to carry around? And I'm like, no, I just oh I'm really fully open about not drinking because like why? I like it. I like to have the prop, you know, like just something to hold and like sip on. I guess. I smoke now, you know, like yeah. that's why I, I like cigarettes. So it's, I still seem like I'm involved in the, <laughs> the event, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that's chill. I'm glad that you have a fake beer. Um, not much is new up in here, over here. I did have a horrible, I'm in a kind of a, a bitch ass mood because I had just like a horrible commute home and was just like why the fuck do i live here <laughs> i was just like first i was like sitting in this like tiny tiny corner of the subway like trying to like really indicate that i was like i had taken over this corner you know and like some guy like there was like seven open seats like wanted to come on the seat right next to me and then what? he said and he was like could you like move and what I was, so i like had to move over so he could sit next to me I don't know why he wanted to sit there. I don't know why the fuck he couldn't go somewhere else. I don't know if I looked like the least intimidating. I probably did look like the least intimidating person on the subway. So that sucked. And then like, I finally got to the bus and the bus was late. And there was just like someone with like, 
this is so mean. (laughs) (laughs) There was just a lot of people with like walkers, you know, it's like the whole like loading up of the bus was like a slog. On the bus and I just like hated it. And I was like talking to my friend and I was like, we should finally just move to Manhattan, but we would have to live in like a one bedroom. And she was like, yeah, I don't think you could really do that. I don't think that'll really work. I don't know. So that's, that's, I put me in a, in a pretty bad mood, but we'll see how that uh, energy applies to the podcast. Damn. Yeah. So I love that video that you posted about uh, the uh, New York cop smoking a joint. <laughs> it's just, I feel like it's, <laughs> listen, you know that like for many, many years I smoked weed like every single day uh-huh. and like, I don't give a shit about smoke really ever. I don't care that much at all ever even Um, when i'm not smoking but it's like um there's something about just like everyone smoking drugs everywhere (laughs) all over new york all the time it's just like really unseemly i'm like it's like i don't i it's just like people aren't even like you know like trying to be like inconspicuous at all well it was a cop i mean (laughs) <laughs> it's not i mean it's not even illegal now so i guess <laughs> while I should, they're on duty <laughs> probably not supposed to smoke weed on duty. i mean the cops are fucking useless they don't do anything i mean like uh-huh. literally i don't even know why i pay for the subway still i just have like because so many people don't they just like go they just walk in now like most like not everyone but i'd say like 20 percent of people i see just just walk in and I'm like, why do I still pay? But I just have this feeling that like I would be the one person <laughs> who would somehow get fucked over by that. And I'd have like get, a like slam down on the ground and like Yeah, and I'd have like a hundred and thirty dollar <laughs> ticket. Plus like I can afford I mean I can afford to pay. So I'm like, why would I be like a, a like a bitch about it if I like if I can't actually afford it? So I don't know. It's just yeah, New York. New York is sort of crumbling empire vibes but i don't know i I don't think i could live anywhere else as i've said before so i I don't think there's really any american cities that are much better no i don't think so either i mean the people and like everyone's like one thing i i kind of i find a little dumb about people on twitter is they're like they're like, oh, I, I live in Indiana and I have a car and I have like four, four, you know, like a house with four bedrooms or whatever. And I'm like, okay. I mean, like, I was like, I have a car and three bedrooms too. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to fucking live in some shithole state. I'm sorry. I know this is going to turn some listeners off, but. Well, to me, that's one thing. Like if you, yeah, like you want to live in Indiana or whatever, but like all the big cities are are gone i mean they're yeah in like a semi like anarchy state at this point probably not like what do you think like i don't think atlanta's like that maybe not i don't know like i feel like southern cities are like faring better yeah like next maybe yeah I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I get, it's the it's the more the northern like blue cities, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like it because it reminds me of like you know, mortality a lot, which I think is healthy for me. Cuz you like sometimes see people who might be like literally dead 
like mm-hmm. on the sidewalk, like face down on the sidewalk. And you're like unsure if they're alive or not. Oh, damn. <laughs> you don't see that in. I, I haven't seen that in Chicago, but. Well, you probably. That doesn't don't... mean it's not there. You don't go to Chirac, you know, you don't go right. to. Like, I'm not on the south side, but I am close to the west side of Chicago um, and drive through there, for, which is, is, is sort of. There's a pocket over here that's um, pretty much on that level. Yeah. Hopefully they're alive. I mean, if I ever really thought someone was dead, I probably would begrudgingly like go over and I have done that before. Uh, like <laughs> shake someone. someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they like get up and they're like, hey man. And, and I'm like, hey, give me money. Oh, I was reading about there's a new like drug op going on. Um, oh God. Some topics, but now people are injecting this shit that they're calling trank dope. What? This is fake. It is fake. And apparently okay. it's, I mean, I think it's fake. Apparently they're like putting this drug, this animal tranquilizer Zila. Uh, it's like sort of <laughs> Zila zine inside um, fentanyl and they're calling it trank. <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and apparently when you inject it, it like rots your arm and like people are having oh. to get like, amp- like their arms amputated and like apparently oh all, all the fentanyl in Philly has this now and the New York times has all these pictures of people just like with rotting arms and stuff. But what I think is, as you know, my theory is that like we're a couple years away from like just full um, drug, like, you know, drug legalization. And it's going to be like, get your, get your clean fentanyl at your local like right. Wal- Walgreens station. A trusted source. Yeah. Huh. Or they're going to be like, there's a fentanyl, or there's a there's a trank dope uh, vaccine that you can take, so you won't get tranked out when you. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently it doesn't even sound. What I thought was weird about it is it doesn't even sound fun. Like they were like, you inject it and then you're blacked out for five hours. Yeah, this shit does. It just doesn't make any. This is stupider than monkeypox. Even all the fentanyl shit. Like why? Would you cut fent? Why would you cut cocaine with fentanyl? I know it doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't you just put fucking baby powder in there? Right. Yeah. Yes. It and it's like-, like fentanyl is a downer, and a very small amount of it can kill you. So it's like even just grinding up some caffeine powder in there, or Adderall, or something. Like, why? It doesn't. It's just doesn't make sense. No, it does not make sense. I don't really understand what that what that's all about. I don't think, and it seems like fentanyl is expensive, right? So it's like, right? Why would you put this expensive ass drug inside of an already, I guess, arguably expensive drug? You know, right? We're not making it any cheaper. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just so demoralizing all of it. I just couldn't believe this morning when I started reading about trank dope. I was just <laughs> getting so anxious. Um, all right, let's go to the let's go to the docket. <laughs> things we texted about. Um, uh, oh, do you want to do 
Wagovi propaganda, Brazil, <laughs> or COVID holdouts? Uh, Wagovi? Yeah, we can do Wagovi. <laughs> okay, so I'm picking Wagovi. Wagovi's not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> but I thought this would be upfront, but I'm currently taking it. Um, and then there's just been this like barrage of like media this week that's been like pro Wagobi, you know. And I guess the most uh, kind of like nefarious thing that happened was today the um, <laughs> what organization was it? One of like the really sinister ones. <laughs> Um, Are you t- <laughs> hold on oh the american academy of pediatrics oh yeah said yeah. that they were moving on from the watchful waiting which is like, exactly the term they use for gender uh surgeries and stuff um and they were gonna well and for other things and for other things too like when my dad had prostate cancer they did watchful waiting because like you know, you don't always want to immediate. Sometimes, as as we both know, healthcare is uh, does the, has the opposite intended effect. You know, right. <laughs> and makes so- you sicker. So uh, anyway, I guess they were doing watchful waiting for obesity, but now the American um, Academy of Pediatrics says that they should the kids should get Wagobi as young as twelve and surgery and surgery as young as thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep um and this story was everywhere i mean this it's like a classic propaganda thing you know it's not just like one article um you know in vanity fair or something it was like i i googled it to because i saw you know the the headlines on twitter and stuff i googled it and it filled out the search for me and then i put consider drugs and surgery and it filled out for early obesity and I then I pushed it and it's like dozens and dozens of articles on every news site, you know, CBS, NBC, you know, WJTV, everything. Well, and now, I mean, I think that they created sort of a, a shortage of it kind of deliberately, right? Because it kind of seems so oppy the way like, Basically, it was really difficult to get. And then all of a sudden, there was this huge amount of, like, celebrities saying they were taking Wagobi. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, a kind of, like, they always try to make a, what is it called when they uh, manufactured scarcity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did with the vaccines, too. So right. Then it, so then it makes you want it more, which I'm acknowledging. <laughs> um, and then you, you know... Uh, yeah, it's like the whole thing has very much been set up. I mean, I think one thing I I do want to like remind, or I guess like remind myself of, and maybe this is a cope, is that you know just just and we we when we when we listen to that guy talk about propaganda a while back that um fitness feelings sent us toward yeah, like Mark uh, what's he? Mark Crispin Miller yeah yeah he made this point that like I think is important that like not all propaganda is like trying to do something evil, right? Like they want to sell this drug. That's mm-hmm. definitely true. I don't think it means the drug is like microchips or like killing people or whatever. Right. 
Um, I just think it's, you know, it just shows how much like big corporations can kind of infiltrate the media, you know, it's like the cathedral, it's like the cathedral. They want to make everyone a patient. They want everyone on daily, weekly, monthly meds. And they want to, they want people to feel that the only solution to their problems is, is with them, you know, with a, a drug or a surgery. When obviously a solution, I mean, a solution, an obvious solution to being overweight is to work out more and eat better. But there's also like other interests in our culture that make it, um, you know, I think one of like, I mean, fast food is basically poison. Right. It's readily available and incredibly cheap and probably worse for you than a lot of drugs, especially with the amount people eat of it, you know? Right. Well, um, that's, they, they give everyone the shit food, so they need to take drugs to solve all their health problems. Right. <laughs> so it's just a really broken culture. And obviously it's all meant to sort of like keep, um, yeah, to like keep capitalism running and money going to the right pockets. Um, there's definitely a big push on this Wagobi stuff. Um, and did you watch the 60 minutes thing? No, but my dad did. And he called me right away. And he <laughs> was like, he was like, Oh, it's, it's good stuff. I heard they were talking about it in 60 minutes. And I was like, Oh yeah. What'd they say about it? And he was like, uh, they say it's the, the solution to the obesity epidemic. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> um, and I was a little surprised cause he's a little more discerning than that, but he's also been a big, like, you know, this like is the thing in my family uh, that people go up and down and wait, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's lost significant amounts of weight at different points in his life. So he's, I don't know. Um, I, I don't completely think there's no genetic component to people who are more prone to being overweight. I don't think that means that you're out of control of it. I think that's absurd. Of course, that's not true. Um, because you could just look at pictures of people in the sixties versus pictures of people now. Right. And something has obviously are, we haven't evolved that quickly, but I don't <laughs> think it's, com- I don't think it's completely untrue that like genetics plays. I think they do probably play some role would be my guess. Right. Yeah. I'm sure as with any, any trait. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but so how's your journey going? Well, I am losing weight and I do want to be skinny. Um, so I'm just, I'm on the bandwagon for now. <laughs> I've, I've, I want to be clear that while I am skeptical of pharmaceuticals, I've literally never stopped doing any of the ones that I do since <laughs> the started. So I haven't stopped taking SSRIs. I still take benzos sometimes and I'm trying Wagobi. The one thing I have done since my journey started is I will never get another COVID booster. (laughs) I didn't get this newest one. So I feel like I resisted pharma on that. Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, I look forward. My therapist says that we can work to a point. I'm actually happy that my new therapist is into 
um, me getting off the SSRI. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's pro that. He's pro that being, because he's like, what are some of your goals? And I was like, I think I should get off the SSRI. And he's like, I recommend that for people too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I am happy that he has a he has that in mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So that's a goal because I am I do that I do feel like they got me they got me good. <laughs> yeah, I no know. one told me how hard they are to come off of. Um, I know, and unfortunately, benzos can be a bit like that too. Well, they've never really let me. <laughs> never really like let the. Let the top flow, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Probably so for I, the best. <laughs> I go long periods of time without even access to any benzos. Because uh-huh. I finally get my refill, and then I take them all, and then they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that the, I will ever have a problem with that. Like, I haven't taken any in, like, two weeks now you know right right you're not dependent on them or whatever no but ssris are like a different story like i've tried coming off them multiple times and it's really hard yeah um so i'll do the slow taper with this new therapist yeah i did try to i guess speaking of pharma i did try to red pill some friends on the COVID box. Oh yeah. How did that go? I'm curious about how did that like conversation go down? Well, we went to, I went with some, a straight couple. Um, it's kind of a new experience for me. Uh, my boyfriend and I went with a straight couple to go see Megan, that horror movie. Um, and it was actually cute. They came out to Jersey, Jersey city. And we went to like a mall so we had sort of like a suburban day mm-hmm. um, and we saw the movie and then we tried to go to Cheesecake Factory, but Cheesecake Factory was fucking slammed to the gills. <laughs> Probably a bunch of people, Wagobi patients just waiting, waiting in line there. Um, so we went to this burger place that was like across the walkway um, and we were just talking and like, I don't know. I just said it like, the guy was kind of like annoying me a little bit, to be honest. I don't, I don't think either of them will ever listen. So I'm not really that worried about it, but he was just like one of those, like, I mean, he's like a good looking guy. He's tall. He's like, you know, corporate guy. I don't know. Like, but he was just sort of like one of those, like he was, was a very like dominating presence in the conversation, you know? And he was just talking about like how much he loves getting boosters or something. No, I just, I don't even remember what he was talking about money. And I felt like I kind of get this urge sometimes, which my boyfriend doesn't like where I'm like, (laughs) kind of like trying to like, say like, like Like when stir the pot. Yeah, because I've just I just when someone's acting like that, my goal is to like get them a little bit flustered you know? uh, get them get them in line yeah <laughs> yes that's my urge that's my like instinct um i, so, I feel that honestly i do yeah so i like so i brought up like something i knew was gonna be like not chill with him and i was like <laughs> yeah you know like this whole thing with the vax like turns out a lot of what the crit- critics were saying were true And he was like, oh, yeah, like what? And I was like, like the fact that like, you know, it causes or it can cause myocarditis in young men. 
And he was like, that's absolutely not true. And I, was, <laughs> and I was like, well, they've said it's true and they've pulled, they pulled it in some countries. Um, and then he was starting How to like, could he claim that's not true. That's with like absolute certainty. That's crazy. I know. And then he went like really hard on me and was like asking me for all the science. And of course I'm like, I'm gay. I didn't read all this dumb shit. I'm not <laughs> pretending that I did. I'm not pretending that I sat down and memorized. I'm not a, I'm not a straight autist, you know, <laughs> like that's why I hang out with people like that. So they can tell me what to think. Um, that's why you have a co-host. Yeah. And his girlfriend kept like, uh, kind of deferring to him. Like, at, like, but she looked like a little worried. She was like, is that true? Like she kept like asking things. And then we got in this big fight where I was like, well, I not fight. We, then we really started arguing and I was like, well, at the very least you have to admit it doesn't affect transmission. Yeah. And he was Please. like, and he was like, well, no, no vaccines ever been tested on whether it affects transmission Whoa. or not. What? I was like, that's not true. I was like, that's for sure not true. I was like, they were saying that it reduced your chances of transmission at the beginning. They were definitely saying that. That was the whole thing. You can find those like five, seven minute long clips of like everybody just saying that. I know. And I said that. I was like, they were saying that. It's true. You can go back. You can look. And they all were kind of skeptical of the vax at the beginning because it was Trump's vaccine. Like, this is real stuff. It happened. And he was like, well, I still believe in mandates. And I was like, I don't, I was like, how can you argue that mandates are right if it doesn't affect transmission? And he was like, I've because had of, this conversation too. So and he was like, well, because of the shared resource of the hospitals. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, if there's a bunch of sick people in the hospital and I break my arm, and I can't get seen, you know, at the hospital, like, like, fuck that. Like they have to take the back so that they stay healthy so that the hospitals don't overflow. And I was, and I almost said it, but I could like see my boyfriend's face. I was like, well, <laughs> I almost said like, well, where did, where did the hospitals overflow? Like, I, almost, <laughs> I almost asked that, you know, like I know. What, what city did they overflow in? You know? Like what city was turning away like gunshot victims because I know I, I didn't get there. I know it's, it is one of those things where yeah, like as the conversation devolves, it's like, okay, then, you know, I then, okay, now I'm arguing about how COVID wasn't really that serious and none of the hospitals were overflowed and it was all, you know, whatever you know, the testing and whatever, you know, um, but yeah, it's it's brutal. But, but at the end, it was interesting because he said that he didn't get the latest booster. Oh, interesting. So then why he was putting the, the hospitals at risk? Well, I asked him that and he said like, <laughs> well, the latest booster is garbage. They, 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 he was like, they're, they're saying that now. And I was like, who's saying that? They're and not he's like, saying that. <laughs> they're not definitely not saying that. Yeah. Anyway, we moved on from that. Um, I was, and I sent him your uh, your articles. That oh you sent boy! <laughs> so we'll see if that comes back around. Yeah, probably not. But um, they're just gonna think you're a right wing conspiracist. 
which I guess you sort of are. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, but the libs, man, they're not well. I, uh, multiple people have just randomly brought up getting their boosters this winter in specifically in the context of how shitty they felt afterwards. Like, yeah, man, I was like wrecked for like a week after my booster and stuff. And they, you know, one of them asked me, he was like, did you like do that? And I was just like, no, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh. I didn't like explain or anything. I was just like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, and my parents are all the, the propaganda is back in full force, man. It's really, I, I noticed it. My parents even are like, well, you know, we, you still have to be afraid of COVID and the triple demic. I don't know. At pretty much any like IRL conversation has, that I've had recently, like people allude to the triple demic in some way. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen that. I was just reading, I was, I pulled up some tweets that I wanted to read because I just thought they were yeah. like knowing <laughs> that this, this thing that this is like what I wanted to talk about the COVID holdouts, but like this person called your, your militant butch anarchist. Um, oh, at anarchy writes, if you can't abide wearing a mask and foregoing indoor dining, forgive me if I don't take seriously your assertion that you'll throw down when the pressures to be complicit are a thousand times more extreme than people thinking you're weird for not pretending the pandemic is over. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Wait, what? If you can't abide wearing a mask and foregoing indoor dining, forgive me if I don't take seriously your assertions that you'll throw down <laughs> when the pressures to be complicit are a thousand times more extreme than people thinking <laughs> weird for not pretending the pandemic is over. Oh, <sighs> another I, I, this, what this person also or another person posted we found that a staggering 90 percent of people living with long covid initially experienced only mild illness with covid19 <laughs> uh, um, these are just like the bots right like the twitter bots that the department of defense was paying for oh the big one that cracked <laughs> me up is they were testing wastewater on flights Oh, I guess oh. you know, the whole thing is just repulsive to even think about, but it was like, they found uh, COVID in like 96% of flights, but like, I, I didn't go too deep into this again. I'm gay. I'm not going to read all this crap, but um, apparently like if you test any wastewater, like on any flight, you're going to just find like a ton of viruses because people are just shedding, you know, like, people just have viruses <laughs> like does that you know what i mean like right yes yeah. so well it gets into the pcr test thing which is a whole thing about like they're not really supposed to be diagnostic tests because all they do is like test if some like molecule is present in the sample and then it multiplies it by like a certain number of times and so it could be a complete if there's any small trace of someone's like had COVID like six months ago or something, you know, that it's like that. Was, it's like that was so many viruses. Yeah. I mean, like 
if you tested, if, if you took our blood tomorrow and tested both, I mean, I'm sure you had chicken pox or I don't know, maybe you got vaccinated, but I had chicken pox. I had chicken pox, what, 30 years ago? If you tested my blood tomorrow, I would have antibodies for chicken pox in my blood. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the way it works. Like, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, you don't even need to have antibodies. You can just have, yeah, like a random, like latent, like dead virus particle we do, or something. We do, yeah. we do have yeah. that with yeah. stuff like box. That's why people get shingles and stuff when they're older, because yeah. they have like reserves of the virus, like, you know, deep in their whatever. And that's just mm-hmm. like that's so it's like if so like someone was saying, and I again I didn't go into a lot of but if you tested any flight for like any common virus, you would probably find someone on the flight like has the virus, like, right. you know, and this like, just obvious propaganda, the clear purpose of that, as they've been doing the whole pandemic and even before that, since like 9-11 is discouraging air travel and, and travel in general. Well, now it seems like they're just the whole airline system is breaking down and maybe there's some sort of like you know, maybe the federal government is going to have to like step in and like take control of might just have to. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's, you know, then that's going to fuck everything up even more. So I don't know. It does seem like there's some, something going on with the whole airline thing. Oh, for sure. They're always saying that air, you know, like air travel was dangerous because you're mingling with so many people or whatever. Meanwhile, there's basically no instances of people, getting covid like on a flight it's because they're so all the air is like it's so well ventilated the air turns over and is filtered every like two minutes or something like that yeah it's like a pretty safe place to be i was laughing because the other thing i brought up with this couple was i brought up like hiv and monkeypox and stuff and i was like so how come like when monkeypox happened you know everyone was like well it's homophobic to tell gay men to stop having sex with seven people in a day but it's not you know it's not uh, it's not it, it's it's somehow okay to tell tell to all these people that they have to completely alter the way they live and cover their faces and not send their kids to school and all that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I was like, well, how are those two things different, really? You know? I know. Um, it's really, people are just, it's so, they're just brainwashed, though. It's like they can't, you you are deviating from the script that they know as the truth. And so it's like, it's just banging your head against a wall in most cases, you know? Yeah, no, I know. It was just interesting. And then I was like, yeah, like, you know. I support. I support your efforts. I love it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like they didn't even in the 80s, that wasn't a thing. Like Fauci went to the bathhouses. He was like, we have to meet people where we're at, where they're at. And then it's like with this other thing, it's like, what we don't have to meet people where they're at, I guess. You know, they have to completely change everything. And then, of course, they're like, well, it's a respiratory virus. It's different than HIV. And I was like, I know they've really given you guys an answer for everything. (laughs) And uh, did you know uh, uh, that there was like another fake pandemic in 1976 or 77 or 76? No, I think it was a a swine flu pandemic. Um, And they tried they rolled out a vax for that. And they tried to make everyone take it. Same thing. Um, But it 
it was giving everyone Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is another uh, thing that happens with the COVID vax too. And, uh, and they pulled it after, after like 25% of the population had been vaccinated. But isn't it crazy that you never like hear about that? <laughs> I know. I just Googled it. It's like right here. Yeah. <laughs> and even like my parents and whatever, like never talk about this, you know, it, during the whole COVID thing. People act like the last pandemic was, was the 1918 Yeah, it's fascinating. Here's Gerald Ford getting the yeah, <laughs> getting his uh, placebo, his saline injection. <laughs> yeah, I just think people are really like, I don't know, people have really weird, uh, strange, just like. Yeah, people have really, really weird, strange ideas about um, viruses, and they're like overly scared of them. And then it's like, but you know, and then it's like, well, some it's people... not by accident. I mean, <laughs> you know. But then it's so funny. Like a friend told me that, like a friend called me Jay and was like, "I got gonorrhea," and I was like, <laughs> "Like that sucks." Um, but I don't. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's like some people can be like so overly paranoid about their health, and then there's other. I don't know. It's just. Big, big mix messages. Um, okay, let's move. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. Or disease. <laughs> um, I wish we didn't have to. Yeah, they're making us. I don't know enough about Brazil, to be honest, but maybe we could talk about, um, unless you've read some about it. I, I mean, I, I looked at it briefly, and it is interesting. Well, because one thing I wanted to talk about was just how, like, I tweeted about this, but I was like, where's all the January 6th propaganda this year? It was like weirdly quiet, right? Like before it was all, you know, the whole all year long, it was this investigation and the House committee and Liz Cheney and whatever. And then it's like this anniversary rolls around and you hear nothing. And so I thought that I was kind of weird. Nothing. I feel like there was a lot of stuff on Twitter about it. Was there? Uh, not on my feed, honestly. I don't know. But, people were people were posting about it on Twitter, but not like there's a lot of jokes, like "Happy January 6th to everyone who celebrates." Yeah, but not like the propaganda. You know what I mean? But they definitely did. Like Biden mentioned it. Yeah, Biden yeah. said something about it, and then like, and then you know, we're only on. January 9th and suddenly the exact same thing is happening in Brazil. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say is it seems like it's kind of a, they're like trying to reinvigorate this. Ah, you know, well, they definitely are. I mean, cause they're like, they're trying to say, and like the Brazil one also seemed, um, like not that big of a deal either. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. like at first I was like, oh shit, shit's really going down in Brazil. But then I like read about it and it was like, it was kind of the same shit, you know? Like there wasn't really, um, there wasn't really all that much going on. And they completely, the military completely cracked down on the protests. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they detained like, uh, Bolsonaro. 1,200 people. Oh. Um, hmm. 
Yeah, and they're just yeah. and it doesn't sound like anyone died mm-hmm. or was hurt, and it's and they're and the you know the libs are all like, oh, it's uh, it's because of the, you know the the big lie in Brazil, the big lie happened there, and look, it happened again, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're even like literally the headline is the pro Bolsonaro riot in January 6 attack followed a similar digital playbook experts say mm-hmm. unnamed experts questions linger about security lapses that helped the protesters same shit how there was like no cops you know what I mean? yeah yeah <laughs> so it just feels like another fed you know like fed funded election or insurrection quote unquote Right. Um, and I think there's, there, I mean, Brazilian politics is really shady. And I think there's always kind of a power struggle there to get someone in who in charge, who's like an American ally. And so I think that's always kind of the struggle too. They're always trying to like regime change and do like weird stuff, interfere with Brazilian politics. Glenn Greenwald yeah. lives in Brazil. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. They didn't do as big of a deal as it seems like they could have done um, about January 6th. Then there was like another, you know, January 9th. (laughs) Every three days, we're going to have a new one. Yeah, and they're like Brazil's far right former president. Um, It is just fascinating because it's like, I know, I one thing I do think the right is right about and all the conservative conservatards are right about is that um the like black lives matter summer was way more disruptive and insane than anything that happened on january 6th you know oh yeah for sure i mean it happened in every city every major city yeah there was mass property damage at least several dozen people died um, Seattle had a weird, had that weird breakaway Chaz zone, <laughs> yeah. um, that I'm sure people were getting like raped inside of, I mean, that, come on, guaranteed, right? It was just like an open drug den. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure all sorts of awful crimes were happening in there. Yeah. And that, that has also been memory, memory hold essentially. Mm-hmm. We never talk about that anymore. So I don't know. I mean, but the Bolsonaro thing felt so fake that I couldn't even get that excited about it. It felt very similar to like Ukraine. Like, is the I, I can't even tell if like the Ukrainian war is like even still happening. <laughs> you know, maybe that last forty billion put it to bed. I mean, yeah. And then there's like the same kind of talking points about Brazil, like what drove a mass attack on Brazil's capital mass dilution. Oh my God. And that's another classic propaganda thing. They always accuse their enemies of like doing what they're doing. So like, it would be like Russia is planning a false flag attack to provoke a war in Ukraine. That's what they'll say. And then it's like, what's actually happening is that they are doing a false flag attack to provoke Russia into invading, you know? My Russian friend told me that people in Russia are all talking about Putin shitting himself, which I I thought was, like, total, like, American propaganda. Well, it could be. It could be, even internally in Russia. Yeah. Well, Um, they 
he said they were all talking about it over there. So yeah. no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to know what's what's happening. Um, um, I mean, in Putin's, per- I wouldn't want to be Putin in this case. Um, either like, yeah, either he gives up Russian influence in Ukraine, which is on their border and has like major ports and things like that. Um, or, uh, yeah, like he's involved in a seemingly never endless war with a United States proxy war, basically. Well, that's what they want. I mean, they want, they want him to, I don't know, or who even knows? <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to say, know? honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we don't even know what the, what the true goal is. Um, I guess, yeah, that's all I really have to say on January 6th. Happy January 6th. <laughs> um, I'm glad they all survived. Um, what else could I annoy you with? I feel like I had some like celebrity takes that I was gonna. Oh, everyone seems over Meghan Markle and Harry. Finally, yeah. Well, they released that ridiculous. Is it a t- is a series or a movie? Yeah, they come across so terribly in it. Also, it's like, um, like Meghan Markle is definitely like narcissistic personality disorder (laughs) completely like like severed this dude's nuts like the way he's talking now is so insane he's like been deal well he's been doing shroom heal himself oh my god so he's been doing like that sort of stuff and he's like been talking a lot about being in therapy which is like unbecoming of a leader you know like or (laughs) allegedly someone who's supposed to have some sort of like leader role uh-huh. Um, he said that his he said that William assaulted him. What? Uh, like, <laughs> not not sexually, although that would be really funny. Um, no, he said that William like they got in a fight about Megan, and like William like pushed him or something, and he and he fell onto a dog bowl, and I was like. <laughs> sound like such a pussy and also how many times have i fought with my brother i don't even it's not no that's what i was thinking i was like i have three brothers they're all very close in age even though i'm not close in age with them but they definitely fucking push each other around and i don't know like (laughs) it just seems like not that big of a deal like (laughs) i i I just can't believe you would like tell that story and try to claim (laughs) that you were assaulted like how ridiculous (laughs) um so yeah, there was, so they've been talking about all of that. And he said, the craziest thing though, that I thought you might find interesting is he, they, he said he killed 25 Af- Afghanis. Wow. Really? Yeah. When he was like fake a soldier in the war. Yeah. He was flying a helicopter with a machine gun and apparently it was like, Oh my God. Mowed down. Like he estimated like 25 people. Was he like, tormented by this or like humble no, he bragging seemed, <laughs> he seemed like humble bragging about it <laughs> oh my god i know and i was like i wonder if they're gonna like fatwa him you know well um, that's a whole other they're gonna salman rushdie him stab his, <laughs> stab his eye out you know 
So we'll see. Probably not. <laughs> That's, those are the highlights of the Harry thing. So I don't know what they're going to do. I was reading a lot about uh, the first Meghan Markle, though, because this this whole thing, as always, they always, you know, this whole thing happened before. Did you know that? No. Not an American, a, a royal, a, a king of England in 19-something, like 30-something. Oh, yeah, married, yeah, yeah, I did know that. Married an, an American kind of like, well, she was way cooler than... Uh, Meghan Markle. She wasn't like a C-list actress, but married like a like a part of the WASP elite sort of you know that sort of culture, mm-hmm. um, and moved the U.S. with with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was all the same shit kind of happened. Like they tried to make themselves out to be like the victims and blah blah blah, but they were like a little more uh, insane than a. Uh, then it seems like Megan and Harry are. They went and met Adolf Hitler, though. Oh, hell yeah. In 1940. So they, wow. were, they were all up in the... They were sort of fascists, you know? Like, chic yeah. fascists. Right. Uh, which which what people forget was chic at the time. Um, no, Even totally. in the United States, yeah. Yeah, um, they were very much, like, part of a, you know, upper-class contingent of people in the U.S. that, like, were pro fascism which makes complete sense they they would be charles Lindbergh, and there was a coup against uh an attempted coup against fdr by it really yeah the business plot Mm. um it was led i believe by prescott bush george hw bush's father who was sort of fashy um yeah and um and and as you mentioned hitler was also times man of the year 1939 i think yeah and they went and i'm reading about it now they went and met him they went and met him um in 1937 mm-hmm. so they met him when he was still uh up and coming young Young, young guy. I don't know. I've been reading a lot about Hitler lately. I've been reading a lot about the, the final days in the bunker and stuff like that. That shit's really crazy to read about. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of what annoys me when people are like, oh, there's, there's fascism in the United States now. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, let's just concede fascism is evil on its face. It's bad, whatever. Right. But I'm like, no one in the U.S. is going to cyanide all of their kids (laughs) for, like, any cause right now. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want to look at a fascist state, like, those people became, like, true fucking believers, you know? And to imply that that's what's happening, like, to imply that Donald Trump was anything even close to that is ludicrous. Right. I mean, Yeah, that's what they're trying to get people to believe but yeah and and a lot of people do believe it he's not a like people think he he was like really trying to do a coup and like you know ever he's not he's just he's not like power a powerful enough figure to even achieve that or even to like inspire that level of like (laughs) devotion in people you know like his white house was constantly leaking like crazy like he just didn't have that type of like tight loyalty. No, you know? no. 
Um, so it's just, it's, I just find it so annoying. I think he was a pawn, but just kind of, uh, used by various other kind of actually powerful people to, you know, accomplish various other goals. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. It's just fascism is always trending and people are like, always trying to say like, we're like the U S is like doing a fascism now. And it's like a video of like a cop in LA being mean to a black person or something. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, you're really drawing a lot of parallels to something that's not actually happening. Um, So I don't know. That's just, anyway, we're rambling now. Do we have (laughs) anything? Do we have a final topic to bring up? Uh, I feel like there was something. We can call it early. I do really want, I hope people encourage you because I do really want you to read the, um, I want you to read the the Timothy McVeigh book. Oh yeah, no, I I do. It sounds interesting. I'm still working. I've got. I'm such a slow reader. I'm currently been reading The Devil's Chessboard, the CIA book, for like months. I think but you'll read that. this pretty fast. It's yeah. pretty fast moving, and like definitely some something happened there i don't know what but it's it's pretty clear that timothy mcveigh was like i'll just say i'll just say this we we can we can talk about it in depth when you read it but like i it's pretty clear that he was like a fed you know yeah all yeah all these people the pat they're patsies like lee harvey oswald you know they're all like working for the government but don't understand their role in the sort of you know what i mean yeah and he was definitely part of like weird mind experiments and stuff when he was in the military mk ultra gets mentioned on like page two mm-hmm. i just think you'd i just think you'd be into it oh for um, sure it's the same as how like andrew tate's dad was like cia or whatever yep you find that it's really common when you're looking for it yeah it's pretty um or like naval intelligence or, you know, like everybody is connected to that. Who's in, influential. It's fascinating. Um, I guess I could end with a review of Megan for get for the gays. Do it. Are you willing? To yeah. Yeah. Let's. Um, it. it was funny. I think, I think a lot of different groups of people would really like it. It's kind of like a mean girl robot. Um, <laughs> is like sort of turns evil and sentient at the same time. There's some really, really funny parts in it where she starts randomly singing. There's like long songs, like long, long songs throughout. Um, And that was like one of the funniest parts to me. And of course there's like the dancing. Um, What is the one song that she sings that really cracked me up? I'm trying to remember. (laughs) It was like, it was something like, baby, you're a firework. <laughs> something like that. I'm like, like that. I don't know if it was that song. Wait, this is in the Meghan Markle thing? No, Megan, the horror movie with the doll. That everyone's really into. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I've not even heard of this. I thought you were talking I'm about, about Alison Williams. From, so, spoilers, spoilers, turn off now if you don't want to hear this. Um, but it made $45 million this weekend. So, oh, every, 
And the theater was not. I have no idea. That's a lot for a movie that has a twelve million dollar budget. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. So it was like a you know like a kind of throw cast off movie they probably didn't think would do that that much. So, and it's kind of funny because it kind of like it does have some very like prescient sort of things in it. But so Allison Williams from Girls works at this like tech company in Seattle making these uh, horrible little like sentient dolls that are kind of like Furbies, but like more advanced, which is probably coming. I hate to tell you. So good luck. With that. <laughs> that enters your house. Um, and basically her sister dies in this horrible car accident. Her sister's daughter has to come live with her. Um, and she's not really like a very maternal person. It's kind of the joke that keeps coming up, you know? Um, so she doesn't really know how to like relate to her niece. And so she ends up giving her niece this model three generative Android Megan for short. And Megan becomes like her niece's like best friend. Um, and they like start to bond, but then you like start to realize that Megan, of course, is like sentient. And it was really funny. Like people were cracking up the whole time um, <laughs> in the theater. And yeah, there's lots of really campy shit that happens. She does do some crazy dance sequences. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really funny. The gay, gay guys would like it a lot. Women would like it a lot. So, okay. Yeah. She kills a bunch of people. It's really funny to see this little four foot doll kill Maybe a bunch I'll of people. Tell, I'll tell the missus about it. Yeah, date night. I guess the other thing that a lot of someone just told us we should talk about this. Did you see the New York Times article about uh, how it's good to be short? You take up less resources. <laughs> No, oh my god. Are you serious? Is that real? Yeah, it's real. So it's like saying that it's like virtuous to be um short. So that is wow, it's real. There has never been a better time to be short. <laughs> I told you it was real. Oh, this is psychotic. The first sentence is we only talk about short stature in a positive light once every four years when Simone Biles da dazzles us in a leotard. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's all about how if you're shorter, you take less resources. So you're like better for the environment. Wow. What yeah. a world. So I don't know. You should start like selectively starving your kids so they don't take up <laughs> take up too much space, Jesus, and resources and stuff. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's really it's really bleak. And I guess the person on Twitter who said it's his name is stochast stochastic anal. Oh yeah, I like that guy. He's funny. I guess he says there's this like height thing going around right wing Twitter about how short Indonesian guys are <laughs> in comparison with people from the Netherlands. But I don't know what's, <laughs> what's the take to have on that really. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it, you know? <laughs> oh, oh. 
Um, I'll have to look into it further. I do like the little... <laughs> I like the little graphic there where it's like makes it look like the Indonesian man only comes up to like underneath the I know. Of the, Dutch. the graphic is funny. Um I mean I guess I just I don't I, I don't know a lot about race science. Everyone read about it. Yeah. It is my it is my understanding that island peoples are smaller in the same way like island animals are smaller, right? Oh, word. I have never heard about any of this shit. Someone, okay, so that was another thing we could talk about actually is that um, that New York Times article on Red Scare. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because, okay. because that, was, um, that was like one of the things that was uh, apparently red scare i don't really listen i so red oh. scare they've talked about race science on there <laughs> yeah red scares well anna has gotten really into race science huh but it's not like i don't know yeah so it's, so it's like she she brings it up a lot and she makes kind of side notes about it and like what she says is like you know it's not, I don't know, to me, it's like, it's very... Yeah, no, I don't really care. I was just like, I didn't realize that was the deal. But um, no, I... They're really, they're talking about it a lot. And it's stuff like this. They'll say stuff but, like, you know, go, go, okay. go ahead, sorry. What's your thought? Yeah, no, what I was going to say is that the article does not mention that. Like, that was just, I was talking to someone else about the article. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's weird that they mention all these things like covid they're co mention covid conspiracies but they don't uh mention that the article does not say anything about them talking about race science well i mean the new york times famously loves race science i mean just a couple years ago they did the whole ashkenazi race science article <laughs> well i was wasn't even like i wasn't even long ago um like they're saying ashkenazi jews are like superior or something yeah <laughs> they did that not that long ago. hold on they did it um hold on it wasn't that long ago they probably tried to really hide it because it really freaked people out it was like ashkenazi jewish people are jews smarter new york times it was called the secret Jewish Ge the secrets of Jewish genius. It came out in 2019. <laughs> wow! And it in an earlier version of the article, Brett Stevens quoted statistics from a 2005 paper that advanced a genetic hypothesis for the basis of intelligence among Ashkenazi Jews. After publication, Mr. Stevens and his editors learned that one of the paper's authors, who died in 2006, promoted racist views. Mr. Stevens was not endorsing the study or his author's views, but it was a mistake to cite it uncritically. The effect was to leave an impression that many readers that Mr. Stevens was arguing that Jews are genetically superior. That was not his intent. He went on instead to argue that culture and history are <laughs> crucial factors in Jewish achievement. <laughs> this is where it always comes. And that, as he put it, at its best, the West can honor the principle of racial, religious, and ethnic pluralism, not as a grudging accommodation to strangers, but as an affirmation of its own diverse identity. In that sense, in that sense what makes Jews special is that they aren't. They are representational. 
Um, so anyway, so I can't York believe had- they wouldn't they wouldn't shout out race science. I thought they did call them racist in it though. I don't think they didn't so. say they were racist. I don't think so. I'm looking. I'm gonna type in the word racist. Oh, it said fascism. I- said they were like flirting with fascism or something. They only bring up racism once. Okay. It says, was it a function of being children of Russian-speaking immigrants whose conservatism often tinged with racism and anti-socialist sentiment is commonplace and one of the reasons I couldn't wait to get out of my old Brooklyn neighborhood? <laughs> That's the only time they say that anything about them even alluding to them being racist. Oh, the other thing I heard that was a funny detail was that apparently the guy, the author of the article, the writer... Um, was who is also Russian tried to like use that to his advantage when asking them for a comment and he referred to Anna as Anya. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at him now. Um, he was born in the USSR. He's really heavy on the Russian thing in his uh, website. Uh-huh. He came to New York in, at age 15 to pursue the American dream. It took 10 years of soulless Wall Street existence for me to realize that the dream sucks. I said goodbye to all that and found my passion in writing about fashion and culture. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, he's... he's the, the article was stupid because the article was like... It just was like liberals like, you know, Red Scare. Um, and But they don't have to anymore. That was like that. That's what I would say the thesis of the article was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just yeah. It's literally an article about how a guy like used to listen to a podcast and now he doesn't anymore. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and kind that's of suggesting awesome. that everyone else should do the same thing. But not even really suggesting that, you know. But uh, that would that's the implication that like, well, you know, we really just can't listen anymore because they've gone like they've taken a dark path. That was kind of, I think, the implication for the lib audience of the New York Times. Yeah, it is weird. They didn't mention all the race science stuff they're bringing up, though, because they do bring that up a lot. Mm-hmm. But It's kind of like in little like it's like it's very like Anna comment. She'll be like. You know, like, that's how, like, Kozaks are, or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we all know Armenians are like that, or we all know Italians are like that. You know, it's just... But it's, like, the type of stuff that would have been, like, really, like, like, people would have said that so casually even, like, 10, 20 years ago. Right, right. You know? The the most racist thing they bring up is like IQ stuff. They do talk about that sometimes, uh-huh. like bell curve type. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the bell curve? The the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring up stuff like that, but it, not even really in like a. They always say like I don't agree with this, but like they're just like I don't think these ideas should be like eradicated from the. Well, market. like I mean, there could be some disparity in iqs between different races that doesn't necessarily mean it's a like inborn like genetic quality or something well that's the i mean yeah that's the argument that like that's clearly the argument that gets made now is that like that is true but there's it's not because of genetics which is probably which is true i'm sure i'm sure that is true it's just like 
a, a lot of different factors. And I'm sure growing up poorer affects your, well, the way you would score in an IQ test and all that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the argument now. Or even what you're like, even what the woman like eats while the baby, while she's gestating the baby. I'm sure all that has an effect. I mean, I have no idea about these studies or anything of how, if they control for any of that stuff or not. I have no idea, but. I don't even know if I believe in IQ as like a real measurement. I mean, it measures something, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can you can say that what it measures is like intelligence broadly. No, no. I mean, they do. One thing that was really controversial. I remember 10 years ago is like they they cited, and I guess this is like something that's been studied that like men, there's less men in the middle IQ wise. Mm-hmm. So there's like, more of a concentration at the extreme ends, like retard genius. Not completely, uh-huh. but there's like more of a concentration there, uh, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And there is for women. So there's like less retarded women, but there's also less genius women. Interesting. And <laughs> like, <laughs> there are men in the middle, obviously many men in the middle. I'm just saying like, there was more of a, so I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of see that to be honest, I guess there was like this real study about that. And then like <laughs> this Harvard professor mentioned it in a speech, like maybe that's why there's not more like women in, you know, like the physics and math departments at like elite universities. And people were like, so furious about that. I mean, but it's like a real study. I'm not saying that it's like the end all be all of that discussion, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I would also, I don't know who wants to be like a Harvard elite mathematician or something. Why is that something? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> who wants to be a genius even? Right. That's what I mean. Like, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Low I'd rather you all the way. Yeah, I don't want to be a genius. That sounds like a. I'm I'm happy that I'm not. I think things would be even worse for me <laughs> than they are already. <laughs> so sounds like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up. I think we can end a little early today. What do you think? Yeah, I'm. I mean, once we get to race science, you know, I feel like it's time to call it. Typically, we were just talking about Red Scare. <laughs> I'm just. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye everybody all right see ya